Hi there, and welcome back to Conversations with Father Greg, with an episode for Sunday, May 1st, 2022, which is the third Sunday in the season of Easter. In this episode, we will consider two of the most prominent people in the early Christian church, aside from Jesus. Let's begin with a reading from the book of Acts. Meanwhile, Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found any who belonged to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now as he was going along and approaching Damascus, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? He asked, Who are you, Lord? The reply came, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But get up and enter the city, and you will be told what you are to do. The men who were traveling with him stood speechless because they heard the voice but saw no one. Saul got up from the ground, and though his eyes were open, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him into the Damascus. For three days he was without sight, and neither ate nor drank anything. The Word of the Lord. May I speak to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, hi there, and thank you for joining us today. A number of years ago, I knew two brothers who were only a couple of years apart in age. One brother was tall, rugged, and athletic. He was passionate about sports and a natural leader. The other brother was reserved, an academic, and an obvious introvert. At first glance, they were as different as two people could possibly be. If you met them separately, you might not have even known that they were related to each other. The expression, as different as chalk and cheese, comes to mind. They had the same parents, were raised in the same house, and went to the same schools. By all accounts, you could say that the two were formed or shaped in the very same mold. By almost all possible measure, they were raised in the same environment. The two were not as similar as one might anticipate. While both brothers shared some common experiences, they could also be considered a study in contrast. This morning, our reading from Acts and from John's Gospel combined to provide us with another kind of study in contrast. It's not a study of two brothers, but of two apostles. As first-century Jewish men, they came from a similar faith background. They could both be described as zealous in their own way, and they both had life-changing experience with Jesus. They both also had a significant impact on the early church, but there were also some significant differences between the two men. The Acts of the Apostles was written by the same person who authored Luke's Gospel. 
Our reading from Acts for today opens by describing a man named Saul who is breathing threats and murder against Jesus' disciples, and who is seeking permission to arrest any followers that he found at the synagogue in Damascus. He also oversaw the death of a man named Stephen, often considered to be the first recorded Christian martyr. Based on our first few encounters with this man, he is definitely described as someone who could be considered a religious zealot. It's at this point, while he is en route to Damascus, that he had an encounter with the Ascended Christ. We're told that this encounter left him blind for three days. He would continue on to Damascus, where he would stay with a man named Ananias. When his sight eventually returned, he would be baptized and take on the name Paul. The man who began persecuting followers of Christ was transformed into one of Christianity's greatest advocates. Although Paul was not one of the original twelve apostles, he went on to write over 25% of the New Testament. This portion of the book of Acts closes by describing Paul in Damascus going from synagogue to synagogue, proclaiming Jesus Christ to be the Son of God. Ironically, the man who had started out persecuting Jewish people for following Jesus became the very one through whom thousands of Jewish people came to believe in Jesus Christ as the Son of God. In contrast to Paul, John's Gospel gives us a glimpse into the life of one of Jesus' closest friends. Peter and his brother Andrew, both fishermen, had been two of Jesus' earliest followers. Midway through Jesus' ministry, Peter would proclaim Jesus to be the Messiah and the Son of the living God. Jesus would respond recognizing Peter's spiritual insight and stating that Peter was the rock upon which Christ's church would be built. During Jesus' arrest, the outspoken and impulsive Peter would draw a sword and attack a member of the high priest's household, cutting off his ear. So we see Peter was a zealot in his own right. And yet, during Jesus' trial, Peter would also deny his teacher three times. That's all background for the story that we read today from John's Gospel. The story takes place not long after Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection. After three years with Jesus, the disciples returned to their boats and their fishing. While they were on the water, the resurrected Jesus appeared, standing on the beach. John tells us that there was even a charcoal fire with fish cooking. When the disciples recognized who it was, they went ashore at breakneck speed. Again, Peter, being in too much of a hurry and not wanting to wait for the boat, jumped in and swam for shore. Once again, the disciples gathered for a meal with Jesus. Then we see a dialogue between Jesus and Peter in which Jesus asked Peter three times whether Peter loved him. With all that had happened during the preceding weeks, I can only imagine how painful this must have been for Peter. He had followed Jesus for three years, had been a confidant and a part of Jesus' inner circle. 
as Peter heard Jesus ask him three times, Peter, do you love me? I can't help but wonder where Peter's mind went. If it were me, my mind would have gone to another charcoal fire, not on a beach, but outside the high priest's house. It was at that fireside that Peter denied Jesus three times. And here was Peter, with Jesus, at a fireside, being asked if he really loved Jesus. Giving the timing, the parallel was unmistakable. The good news is that the exchange did not consist of only that question. In each case, Jesus followed the question by telling Peter to feed my sheep. Jesus concluded by inviting Peter to follow him yet again. Peter's relationship with Jesus had begun on the shores of the Sea of Galilee when Jesus invited Peter to follow him. And today, we see that that relationship continued, with Jesus renewing his invitation for Peter to follow him. The relationship had been restored, and Peter would play an integral role in introducing Christianity to the Gentile world. Peter and Paul shared many similarities. They lived through the same period of history, sharing a common culture and a common faith. They were both also prone to such a fervent conviction that they could be considered zealots. And yet by no means were they perfect. Despite their eagerness to serve God, they both experienced a profound fracture in that relationship with God. They both also knew what it was to have that relationship healed through a dramatic encounter with Christ. Once that relationship had been restored, they both became faithful champions for Christ. But what can you and I learn in our own modern era from two first-century Israeli disciples? The value of their example does not stand in the perfection of their faith. Neither of them got it right all the time. In fact, quite the opposite. Paul persecuted Christians and Peter denied Christ during his greatest hour of need. The importance of their example lies in their ability to recognize the error of their ways, to change their behavior, and to accept Christ's invitation to follow him. Both Peter and Paul were fallible human beings, and yet they partnered with God in significant ways that changed the face of the world. Like them, we are invited to partner with God. Not because we are perfect, but because we are loved. If we are willing, it is a partnership that won't only change our lives, but has the potential to change the lives of those around us. Let's pray. Risen Christ, you filled your disciples with boldness and fresh hope. Strengthen us to proclaim your risen life and fill us with your peace, to the glory of God who raises the dead to life. Amen. <laughs>